We are only cruel when we're living out of alignment. We are only unhappy when we are living out of alignment. We are only mean and passive aggressive and bitter and angry when we're out of alignment with who we are. And so to me, it has never been more urgent or important to make this intelligence, this wisdom that's so profound available to more people so that they can practice it themselves, so that they can bring relief and joy to their own lives, so that they can live without resistance or regret. That's what this whole show is about. Welcome back to another episode of To Be Authentic, the only podcast that teaches you how to build a bridge to the life you want from the life you have using human design, the gene keys, and the work. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. I'm back. <laughs> what a week. Thank you so much for listening and for your support. I'm really excited to be here for the second episode of this podcast to talk about the quantum way, which is the process that I realized needed to be shared in order to simplify how we take in and live human design, the gene keys, and the work. Each of these disciplines is so layered and the work is actually pretty straightforward, but it's really emotionally raw and vulnerable. And it takes practice to sit with inquiry about the stories that we've carted around for our lives that keep us from our sparkle. But then there's human design in the gene keys and human design, I, I mentioned in the first podcast that my, my regular work, the company that I've been doing with my business partner for the last 10 years, is all about storytelling. And our niche in storytelling is high stakes, hard to tell stories, which is why oftentimes we are pulled in for uh, brand narratives for new companies, new technologies that are trying to find a language and a way to connect with their audience that's straightforward and native or natural sounding so that the audience doesn't have to jump through all these mental hoops to try to understand what's being shared. What makes a story great is that you don't make your audience work so hard. Not that they're not able to figure it out, but you don't want them losing interest and you don't want them giving up on the story or on themselves or on you. So this has been my path with uh, human design, the gene keys and the work, living my design and figuring out what all this stuff was and the impact that it could have on my life. And I happen to be, we'll get into profile lines in a few, in the 
we'll get to profile lines in the future, but I am what's called a 4-1 profile. And that one is somebody who loves figuring stuff out, loves information, loves to go really deep in order to come out with clarity. I've lived my entire life this way. So you can see when I first discovered my chart and you see these kinds of things that you know about yourself and they're so prominent and writ large, this piece of paper, uh, you just can't help but start to work with it and test it and see if it's real. But when you come into the world of human design, it is so layered, so layered. And even with a basic chart, the information is given to you often without context because you're new to it. And even though it's part of building the context, it's just still way too much information. It's this fire hose of information in terms of decision-making and energy types and profiles and incarnation cross and all of these different things that are important, but you need time to receive, process, absorb, try, and witness the impact they have on your life. So when I saw that all of this was having such a profound impact on my life, I realized it was really important to share it with others in a way that it could have impact on their life. And that's what To Be Authentic and The Quantum Way is all about. Everything that we're doing is delivering bite-sized wisdom from all of these practices in a way that you can use it and apply it to your life without having to get overwhelmed with all the information that's out there, without getting confused, without giving up. Because to me, what I see is in this world, what I'm moved by is this crisis of unhappiness. And there's a crisis of cruelty. And what I've learned from human design is we are only cruel when we're living out of alignment. We are only unhappy when we are living out of alignment. We are only mean and passive-aggressive and bitter and angry when we're out of alignment with who we are. And so to me, it has never been more urgent or important to make this intelligence, this wisdom that's so profound, available to more people so that they can practice it themselves, so that they can bring relief and joy to their own lives, so that they can live without resistance or regret. That's what this whole show is about. And if there was ever a high stakes, hard to tell story that was worth telling, it's this one. And so today what I wanted to do is just take you through the very, very, very top layer, <laughs> right, of the quantum way, which is, it's conceptual, but I want you to see how all the 
work that we'll be doing together, what I'll be talking about on the podcast, the guests I'll be having on, the offerings that we'll be making. And there are a couple I will announce at the end of today's podcast that I think are really exciting and fun because it has to be fun. That's also in my chart. I have the fun <laughs> activation. You know, it's got to be smart, but it's got to be fun. It cannot be boring. It cannot feel like a chore. Ugh, cannot feel like a chore. So uh, I wanted to just show you after you know your human design, after you know your gene keys, after you've begun to do the work, um, how to sort of maintain it and how to stay true to yourself and stay in the highest frequency that's possible because that's what you want to attract in the world is high frequency energy. That's where magic happens. That's where life is fun and exciting and joyful. And that's the ride you want to be on, quite frankly. So let's go to the quantum way. Okay, so welcome to the quantum way. These are the seven steps to amplify your personal magnetism through radical ownership and self-acceptance. And the first step in this is know how you're built. And when I say know how you're built, it's not an intellectual exercise, okay? It's a physical one. And that's what's so powerful about the world of human design and gene keys is you get this brilliant map of how you're built, but you also get to learn how to make decisions that aren't coming from your mind. They're coming from your body or some other awareness. There are a couple of types that I've mentioned before don't rely on their body as much as a different kind of awareness. But the main thing is, it's not an intellectual exercise. And so you can learn your human design, you can learn your gene keys, you can study them, but if you're not practicing them by feeling them, experimenting with them, then you're never going to get through the quantum way. And so the first thing is you have to get your human design chart. You have to learn the elements of that that are important for you. You don't have to go through all the many layers you have to learn what your energy is, your energy profile, how it works, its impact on others. You need to learn how to make decisions that are correct for you and how to feel that. Because those decisions are guiding you or that part of you, the authority, is guiding you to make the decisions that are going to lead to a life of no resistance and no regret. It dissolves resistance when you're making decisions according to your design. And then you have the gene keys. So you have to see your gene key profile. And again, the gene key profile, the holographic profile, it is just a subset of the activations of your human design chart, but a really powerful subset. You can use the gene keys for every activation, whether you have it or not. It's always powerful. And there's always some part of us that can respond to it. But the ones to really prioritize are the ones that are in the golden path sequence, which includes your genius activation sequence, your Venus sequence, which is all about love and relationships, and your pearl sequence, which is about money. We all like money, right? So know how you're built. Get that information. 
wherever you can. You can download free charts in a number of places. There are a number of services that provide that. And then once you have your chart, even if it's just listing your channels or listing your energy type, you can do a lot of Google searches. You can join groups. You can join boards. You could join places where people are talking about this stuff and start to piece together who you are. So that's the first thing. And then, you know, perhaps even getting a reading. The next part, after you know how you're built and you've learned your energy and your decision-making strategy is you put it to work. You put it to practice. You start making decisions that are consistent with your design. For me, that means my sacral. It means that I respond to things, either physically or involuntary vocal utterances, you know? This, in fact, as I started to pay attention to this, I noticed that I'm humming. I hum to myself when I'm doing something that lights me up or I feel physically pulled or I actually get out of my chair and start moving. That's part of the way that I'm built, manifesting generator with a direct line between the sacral and the throat. So you make decisions according to your energy type. And it's important to acknowledge that this is a really, really, really hard step, really hard because of all the conditioning from our lives that have lifted up our minds as being the source of our decisions because our, our minds are, think, are thinking, right? Our minds are, they're supposed to tell us what to do. Our minds are analytical. They weigh the pros and cons. They do all this. They can provide support, but they're not the decision maker. And this, this is coming from somebody, as I mentioned before, with a very powerful channel of logic. Very powerful. I love nothing more than to have the computed answer, the rational answer. This takes practice because the conditioning has caused your mind to hijack the undefined parts of your chart, the undefined energies in you to make it do its bidding. And what the mind's bidding is, is it's always about keeping you small to keep you safe. And the mind is really another word for the ego. It's a reflection of the ego, which is ultimately driven by fear. Fear on the not self side, desire on the true self side. So make decisions according to your energy type. The most important thing you can do, honestly, out of this entire seven-step cycle, the most important thing you can do, make, make your decisions according to your energy type and authority. This next one I love. It's so good. It's so good. So especially for, for those of us who have lived a lot of our lives out of our head, this one is just all about the feels, <laughs> all about the feels. And it's about feeling the impact of your decisions. 
So an example. You've been invited to a party and you make a decision to go three days from now. And when the invitation shows up, you say, yeah, that sounds so awesome. <laughs> and as the time gets closer, you're like, ugh, I don't know. I really don't feel like leaving my home right now. I don't feel like I have the energy for this. So for someone like me, who's an energy type, my sacral is basically telling me what I have energy for. And my sacral is also my decision-making authority. So it's signaling, yeah, you have energy for this, or no, you do not. But because I'm also a manifesting generator, I may say yes to things that feel totally correct in the moment. This is assuming my mind hasn't hijacked. We'll talk about that in a second. But they feel totally correct. I feel the warmth and the pull in my sacral. I'm like, yeah, I want to be there. I want to show up. It sounds like a lot of fun. But what happens with manifesting generators is sometimes we move so quickly that we don't have the exact right answer until we start moving in the direction of what it is that we're deciding upon. And one of the things I've learned to do, because we can appear flaky or noncommittal, and it can aggravate people because they're trying to make plans around us or they want our energy at their party. They want to see us. They want to love on us. And we're rejecting them. And so what I've learned to do with my dear friends who will say, hey, I'm coming to, to New York. I'd love to see you on this day. I've now learned that I have to say it sounds amazing. I don't know how I'm going to feel, but I will check in with you the day before or a couple days before. Don't hold up your plans for me. And I tell them, don't hold up your plans for me. Don't wait for me to agree. I will take the risk that the offer will not stand at that later date. Now I'm teaching the people in my life that I love and I care about how to work with me. This is one of the beautiful things that happens when you start practicing this stuff and living this stuff and knowing yourself and how you're built because you start to honor that, but you're also honoring everyone else with how you share how you're built so that everyone gets what they need from a genuine place, a healthy place. So I wanted to go back and circle back if it were a disingenuous response. And I still have to look out for those. I am not perfect by any stretch. And I've said this before, I will be practicing this the rest of my life. It's an art and, and a practice. And I have to keep asking when I have a sacral response, is this my sacral or is this my mind? And for me, where my mind comes into hijack is I have an open ego center or heart center, and I have an undefined solar plexus, which is all about emotions, picking up everyone else's emotions, not wanting to hurt anyone's feelings, 
these are, this is the conditioning that often happens for somebody with an undefined solar plexus, with an open or undefined ego slash heart. There's this desire to prove oneself, to be liked. And so what happens for that invitation that comes in for me, I have to really be careful that my mind hasn't immediately hijacked my answer by saying, oh, but we want them to like us. We don't want to hurt their feelings. I really have to go into my sacral and know, is this something I have energy for? And I have to look at my calendar and I have to see what I'm doing the day before or that morning, or am I going to be recovering from a big deadline or something? What is the context for that day, three days from now, where I want to show up at my most magnetic self? I don't want to bring a half light. I want to bring my full light. That's why people want me there. That's why they want you there. So notice your feelings. What are your feelings telling you after you've made a decision? And you may not know what decision it was connected to, but notice when during the day you feel frustrated or you feel angry or you feel bitter and resentful or you just feel really disappointed like Eeyore it will never work and then you can do the opposite you can notice when you're feeling really loving this world loving this life you know living in a state of wonder and surprise or feeling super successful, like you were seen. Somebody saw you, the true you. They recognized what your unique gift was. So you're feeling very successful in that moment. Or you're feeling just super satisfied. <laughs> there were a bunch of things that you wanted to do, that you wanted to accomplish, that you wanted to create, and you did it. And now you're... <sighs> You know, feeling pretty good about yourself. Or maybe the beautiful feeling is just this sense of peace. Like everyone is happy. Everyone's in a good place. I feel like there's peace in the kingdom. These are the feelings to pay attention to. And they're specific feelings for specific energy types or energy profiles to be tracking. And the reason you want to track these is because these feelings, the negative ones and the positive ones, this is your wayfinding mechanism. It's the wayfinding mechanism that you're body has to tell you when something is going right and you made the decisions that led to that or something's not right at all and you need to course correct. That's all it's telling you. There are people who don't want to ever own the fact that they're angry or that they're frustrated or that they're bitter and resentful or that they're just disappointed. But when you paper over those feelings, if you don't own those, you're not working with your design. There's nothing wrong with those feelings. 
What's wrong is holding on to them and amplifying them. You're just going to make things worse. And what you want to do is recognize, oh, this moment of frustration. For me, my wayfinding is satisfaction or frustration. So you want to take that frustration and, and go back to what is making me feel frustrated right now. And then realize, ah, it's that thing, that thing. What can I do about it? Well, first, what got me here? What decision did I make that got me here? Was there an expectation I had that I wasn't honest with myself about? I thought it would be easier, that it would take less time. So now I'm frustrated because it took me longer than I thought. Well, then, geez, course correct. Change the decision. Grant yourself some leniency. Reframe. What did I learn? It might have taken me longer, but what did I get from that? It allowed me to slow down and it allowed me to catch this other thing that I wouldn't have caught before, say, launching this website, for example. This is how the observations work when you're following your decision-making. The next part is to work your shadow. This is so good. So when I talk about the gene keys and I talk about these specific activations within your human design chart, the specific activations for your genius, your love, and your money, these are priority areas for you to monitor where you are from shadow to gift. And I'm always amazed because as I work with the gene keys, and right now I'm doing work around my purpose with the gene keys, and there are four gene keys that really matter. And I do these, my own audit, my, my own energy audit to see where I am on the spectrum of shadow to light fear to trust. And I am consistently amazed that I'm catching myself in shadow after doing all this work. And I still am finding myself in shadow. Well, well that shadow is coming from conditioning. And so when I can be aware that I'm in shadow, I didn't even know I'm in shadow until I ask myself and run myself through the test of the spectrum for that particular gene key. And then suddenly to intellectually know, oh my gosh, I'm in shadow. What can I do to move me into gift? What would my gift frequency look, sound, feel like? And take steps to get me there. I want to be magnetic. Everyone wants to be magnetic. When we're magnetic, we pull the right people, the right situations, the right opportunities into our lives magically from around the world. This is energy talking. It's not rational. It's not logical. It's magic. It's quantum magic. This is quantum mechanics at work. This is the law of attraction. Like attracts like. You're your most magnetic self. You're going to attract magnetic others. The next step, so important, record your results. Write this stuff down. You can't keep track of it in your head. And there is nothing 
more empowering than to look over six months of your practice and see how you are changing your life, how you are following your energy, you're making decisions according to your authority, you're noticing when you're on and off track, you're course correcting, you're working your shadow, and all these magical things are happening for you wherever you're focusing your attention, whether it's work and creativity or whether it's your relationships or whether it's your money. Record your results. Write this stuff down. Keep a journal. Keep a spreadsheet. Whatever works for you, write it down. Keep a Google Doc. Put it down somewhere where you can start to inventory these changes that are happening in your life and, and celebrate them. Step six. This is where we really start getting into the work. And the work is so simple, but so profound, so profound. And even though you might be doing steps one through five for the present, laying a foundation for your future from now, right? So you're making all these pure decisions using your human design and your energy in the correct way. You, there's still stuff that you haven't dealt with that you need to clear out. You need to look at it. You need to love it. And you need to let it go. And these stories about rooting out your limiting beliefs, these stories, this is about going back over your life to find the stories that make you feel small and to find out where they started. Who was there? What started them? What did they say? And to acknowledge how these stories that are from the outside, they're not the true you, but they've set up camp somewhere in your heart, somewhere deep in your soul that you're not even aware of anymore. When you're aware of it, it's when you feel self-conscious about anything, how you look, how you sound, the words you use, your accent, whatever it is, that's coming from some story that is residing in you that's not true. It's made up. But somehow you made it true. And you're giving it legitimacy to hold you back, to dim your sparkle. So this is a process of rooting out your limiting beliefs. And the last step is now that you have all of these limiting beliefs, these stories that have kept you small, and they keep you small to protect you. So we need to honor that. They started at a point in your life where you felt vulnerable and 
you made yourself small to, to, to match the story. And this is an opportunity now to reframe them, to look at them through a different lens. How did they help you? But also, how have they hurt you? How have they limited the living of your life, the full expression of who you are? How have they limited that? What is the world not getting to experience because you're hiding? So reframing our stories, this is where we stop being the victim and we start to be empowered. It's funny, as um, Tara, you're going to meet her on the next episode because we're going to talk about the quantum two, the power of a duo, and she is my duo. And we'll go into how we met and all of that next week, but I just have to uh, share her observation Earlier this year, we went to the nine-day retreat with Byron Katie to do the work. Nine days of this kind of deep inquiry. It's really raw stuff. You meet yourself. You meet all of these stories that have dimmed your light. And what Tara said, which I think is such a beautiful metaphor, she said, it's almost like you take one story off a shelf in one part of your brain and you rearrange the chapters and give it a new title and then you put it up on another shelf so that once you really inquire into the origins of these stories that are not true, you can't unsee that. Your brain can no longer, when it tries to find that story in the grooves that where it's always been able to find it, the grooves are no longer there. There are new grooves now. This is neuroplasticity. And, and that's what's happening when you're starting to create these new stories. You're, you're basically creating new grooves in your memory, in your brain. This is empowering. This is living with more joy and more trust in yourself and less fear, less anger, less bitterness, less resentment, because you realize that while someone else may have planted these stories with you at some point in your life, you're the one who has kept them alive all these years. And you have to own it. You have to own it. And then basically, we just repeat. Again, this is the process we call the quantum way, which integrates these three practices so naturally and beautifully in the simple living of your life. What happens as you repeat this process, moment to moment, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, this is your trust circle. And it's not a trust circle about anyone else. It's a trust circle with yourself. And the more you repeat this process, the more you love and trust yourself. The more you bring your whole self to every interaction. This is living a deliberate life. This is living a life of no regret. 
It's living a life that is purely authentically you. Okay, that was so awesome. I really hope that it made sense to you and it wasn't too overwhelming. I realize it sounds super simple. It's so much harder to put in practice and there's a lot of work that you have to do in order to even get to the point of embracing that cycle. But that's what we're going to do together. And on that note, I have a couple of fun announcements. So there are two offers that I have right now that are available for a limited time. So if you're listening to this episode a year from now or a month from now, these offers probably do not exist, but I wanted to share what they are and why we're doing them. So the first one is uh, we're doing a, a deep dive, super intensive eight-week series called The Quantum You, and it's an eight-part series that includes weekly coaching, a workbook that's very intensive that brings in the human design specific to you, brings in the gene keys specific to you, brings in different elements that are relevant to this discussion of the quantum way. And I'm offering a limited number of seats, deeply discounted, in order to make sure that our materials are absolutely bulletproof, buttoned up, when we offer this at full price, we're currently offering our professional series for a discounted price. So if you're interested, there's a link in the show notes that you can follow that will take you to an intake application to fill out to set up an appointment with me to see if it's something that you would be interested in. So that's one part of the conversation. The other offer that we have is, I'm really excited about it. It's what I call the five facets of you from a human design perspective. And to me, these five facets create a composite that you can live with and work with to practice your human design without going the 37 layers deep. And I'm exaggerating. I don't know how many layers there are, but once you get into this, you'll, if you're a one in your profile like me, you're going to want to do that. But most people don't want that or need that. And it's very overwhelming for them. And it keeps them from trying this, from bringing it into their life to see how it can transform their life. And so, what I've done is created these five facets called Human Design Insights, a five-part series. And I will also include the link in the show notes because when you follow that link and provide your birth data, then we can put you into our weekly funnel where every week you're going to get another dimension of you. So this is customized, personalized. We do work on our end. So it's not a direct download. We have to send it within five to seven days. And then we start the process for the next facet of you. So 
that is in an offering that we will wind up charging for because there's a lot of value in it, but we want to get our process right. So we are offering this complimentary. And again, it's a limited time until we've figured out exactly how we want to package this for paying clients in the future. So jump in. This is the moment. If you heard this podcast, there was a reason your higher self brought you here. It wants you to experience this. So that's it. So excited to be here. So excited to spend time with you again. And if you found value in this podcast, please share it with people you love who you think might benefit. And it would mean so much if you could give me a a five-star rating if that feels correct for you. If it doesn't, don't. And I'm just super grateful that you're here. And I hope you found something valuable in what I shared today. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on this episode of To Be Authentic, where we explore the practical side of human design, the gene keys, and the work in an integrated approach we call the quantum way. If you're new to human design and the gene keys, click the links in our show notes to get your free chart and profile. While you're there, subscribe to our mailing list to receive special offers and invitations and follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and your podcast provider of choice to never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. You make this podcast matter.